Wow. It doesn't happen just every day that you're sitting at a table with two really great people. I'm here with Michael Kolowich, who is a member and has been playing croquet about 14 months. Is that right, Michael? That's correct. Cool. And then we're going to move on to our head croquet professional, Shreef Abdullahab. And I always have a stutter in there. And <laughs> this, time was, <laughs> this time was no different. So I always told Sharif I had to practice his name for a couple of months because it spells easier than it says. So Sharif's been with us. This is his second season. And wow, has he turned croquet around for us. And we want to get Sharif's perspective on croquet and croquet at Benita Bay Club and also get Michael's perspective on it and how we, we can get more members even interested in it. So, Michael, talk to us a little bit about how you got interested in croquet. Well, thanks very much. For having me, uh, I've been a member, as you said, for um, for two and a half years. Uh, and while I was on the golf wait list and and making my way through the progression, I wanted to find more ways to utilize the club's facilities. Uh, I uh, certainly pickleball and the lifestyle center, uh, but I was intrigued by what all these uh, people were doing in whites uh, on this big uh, croquet lawn. So. Um, uh, I decided to check out croquet, and I was intrigued to learn that we had a 19-time national champion uh, as our uh, croquet pro. So I said, okay, well, if I'm going to learn this game from scratch, I might as well learn from the best. Uh, so I took it up, and um, uh, I've been playing at least three or four times a week ever since. Well, you've led me into a really important question because... Sharif's titles are so many and so long and so great and impressive that we really don't have time in this podcast to cover them all. But he does come off a successful summer. And Sharif, you want to talk to our members a little bit about what you've done? Yes, uh, Paula, I really appreciate the opportunity for you to invite me to come back again uh, this season. And it's uh, an honor and I'm enjoying every second of it from last year and uh, hopefully we'll continue success this year. Yes. Yeah. Just, uh, uh, I work as a croquet director in, uh, North Carolina in the mountains. And, uh, after the season's over, I was, uh, able to travel to Egypt to play in uh, Egyptian open, then, uh, travel to Australia to play in the world champion. But before that, I successfully won the, my 21st, <laughs> yes, national champion. And uh, yeah, uh, we finished second in the doubles, but uh, you know. But uh, in the singles, you can say it. <laughs> yes, yes. It's getting uh, harder as I grow, you know, uh, in age. Uh, so I'm lucky to have the, that, that number of tournaments to one. And uh, <laughs> so... Still hanging in there with the young, uh, upcoming, uh, good talent of the American players. Yeah, so. Well, I think that's a testament, don't you, Michael, to croquet in and of itself? Because clearly he's playing people that are 30 or 35 years 20s. younger. 20s. Oh, yeah. In their 20s, in fact, right. one of his biggest yes. rivals yes. is, is it, uh, still in his 17, 20s, right? Yes, yes, yes. yes. So, yeah. you know, here he is at, you know, the young age of 62, <laughs> but competing against all of those, which gives everybody hope that this sport is good for all ages, all genders. You can be competitive no matter what. Have you found that to be true? Absolutely. I, 
you know, the, one of the things that's attractive to me is that uh, long after I will be uh, playing golf, I think I'll be playing uh, croquet uh, because, uh, you know, this is the kind of uh, sport that you can actually be competitive in. Uh, and in fact, I've competed against people in their 90s. But uh, also, you know, I, I bring my, uh, uh, my 20-something kids out here and uh, they pick it up. They really enjoy it. And when they come back down here, uh, they want to uh, uh, play croquet. So it really is for all ages. And uh, even though we you know, do have some men's days and some women's days, a lot of the fiercest competition uh, is actually mixed uh, courts. Uh, so men and women uh, competing really on an equal, uh, equal basis. That's exciting to hear. Yeah, Sharif, you were uh, add? Also, this, the game of croquet or the sport of croquet, not just for the older age. So when you finish golf, you cannot uh, walk anymore. Then you can come and try croquet. No, that's not true. Uh, what's happening right now around the world is the younger players taking over. So yes, you can play it up to older age. But the fact is uh, lots of new players, younger generation, they play the game. So it's not just, uh, it's age neutral. Basically. One of the things I'd note is that, you know, a lot of people think of croquet as the game that they grew up playing in the backyard, you know, putting nine wickets out and, and, uh, and a couple of posts and things like that. This is not that game. Uh, this is played on a laser leveled putting green like surface and, you know, very carefully measured out. And the game is actually very strategic. And there are a couple of different variations, um, specifically three different variations of the game that are played um, in the United States, two of which we play here at Bonita Bay that uh, require a lot of thinking, a lot of strategy, a lot of teamwork. Uh, and, you know, it's, it, it's very much a thinking person's game uh, as well as uh, a game of skill. I tell people we have this beautiful lit croquet lawn. So do whatever else you want to do during the day yes. and come out around three or four. <laughs> and when you're, you know, you feel like, well, I'll go home and sit in a recliner and watch some TV. Well, gee whiz, croquet offers a whole new sport that you can really enjoy, kind of like bridge, but outside you can talk strategy, you can't in bridge. So it becomes social but you're also using your mind so much and you're breathing fresh air. So I know I've left at night sometimes, Sharif, and you've been hitting croquet balls at 8.30 and 9 o'clock at night. Yes, yes. Don't give them the idea to come down at night. I need my <laughs> practice time. No, <laughs> no, it's true. Uh, I we Also, we have uh, the twilight croquet that uh, we do. So uh, one and wicket one, uh, or seven swing that's from four to six. So it's a little bit uh, later on on the day, which is uh, the weather is way, way better than being in, in the morning and night. And weren't you telling me it was crazy, but it was the first sip and swings that you ran this past Sunday and you had an introductory class beforehand and there were a lot of new players out there, weren't yeah. there? Last Sunday, we had 12 brand new players. The Sunday before, we had 10, which uh, it's very good numbers. So they're coming. So it's it's a very good sign. Yeah. And we need more. 
You, you know what's interesting, though, and Sharif, you and I have spent some time talking about it, and Michael epitomizes it, but when people really enjoy the sport, what you saw, and you, you told me this was true, when you first started, people just came out on Sundays and rarely ever made their own game. Yes. But now they've become hooked. And I spoke to a member yesterday and she was playing four times a week and was even looking to play more. And I think you're really saying that too, aren't you, Michael? You started off maybe a one time a weeker and then just keep growing it. No, exactly. I mean, there are organized uh, games. So there's a men's day on, on uh, Tuesday morning. Uh, there's a women's day on Wednesdays. Um, there is uh, mixed uh, competition on Fridays. Uh, but then there are email chains uh, and text chains of people who are saying, okay, let's, you know, let's go out and play. Uh, we have an intra-club uh, competitive league uh, that uh, gets organized in uh, January. And already the teams are starting to you know, form up and, and talk about practice and strategy and, and things like that. And it's, um, you know, I've met a whole lot of new people uh, at the club through the game. It's, it, it's a very, very social game. And uh, it, it really, you know, works for uh, getting to meet uh, new people and uh, get to know them. If I may, uh, it's not just social. Right now we have some of our players start to play in the competition of the United States Crookie Association. Uh, last year we held the district championship and uh, it was very successful and we have members that travel to Egypt to play. So the members taking it outside uh, of the gate. So we're not just playing for social, but uh, some of other our players are really taking it to the next level to go compete uh, nationally and internationally too. Absolutely. A lot of the members... Uh summer in North Carolina in, in the mountains and, uh, and play there. Uh, I'm in Vermont myself. Uh, there isn't a whole lot of croquet in my part of Vermont, uh, but I traveled to uh, Maine for a tournament uh, up near uh, uh, Bar Harbor. I was going to be going to the Marion Cricket Club, which is the famed uh, place just outside of uh, Philadelphia, uh, but uh, a, a monsoon canceled that, uh, <laughs> uh, that tournament. But um, uh, this summer, I hope to play in Watch Hill, Rhode Island, and and um, a number of other uh, tournaments. Yeah, and I understand you went to the school in West Palm Beach to for the American Rules too. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a uh, National Croquet Center in uh, West Palm Beach that has twelve croquet courts, uh, full size croquet courts, and uh, uh, quite an active program over there, uh, where uh, they teach a lot of strategy and and. Uh, uh, and technique. Um, but, uh, you know, we've got an awfully good coach right here, uh, in Bonita Bay. And, uh, I still have a lot to learn from you. Sharif. <laughs> Sounds good, Michael. I think that speaks yeah. volumes for what Sharif has done for this croquet program, Michael, and you've been a witness to it, but I can remember years ago, four or five years ago, when the croquet lawn was a linear lawn on the back end of Creekside. Mm. And then we built the lawn and then, you know, we tried to make it work and tried to make something happen. And we had some success, but the light turned on very brightly when Sharif joined us last year. And he would always say to me once a week or so, Paula, this is growing. Just you wait. It's happening. It's happening. And he was so right. And, and again, I think Sharif, what's been great is 
you've paid attention to the social player and you've paid attention to the competitive player. So you've let people decide their path and it's just taken off. We are really the lucky ones to discover croquet, let's say this way. You know, if uh, we stumble on it somehow in our lives and uh, it's been a blast and I hope some others will take uh, the chance to come down and give it a try. And uh, I promise them they won't be disappointed. And I think, again, from a tennis teaching perspective, lots of times, and Michael, you've taken lessons in different sports. Lots of times there might be an ego involved with the professional, especially if they're number one in the in the country and been top five and two and one in the world. Tell me how that just does not describe Sharif. No, definitely not. Um, you know, Sharif in, in many ways is a humble man who uh, is so comfortable teaching newbies uh, at, at the sport. Um, you know, as I say, I, I didn't know much about, uh, about croquet when we first encountered uh, Sharif. And, uh, you know, he coached me, you know, just like he might uh, have coached uh, somebody who's been playing for years and years and years. Uh, and I've seen that too, because there are people here at the club who have been playing for years who are quite sophisticated. He's also uh, introduced us to, you know, a couple of different uh, variations on the sport. Um, uh, and I, you know, really hope that we, uh, we get into it a little bit more uh, this year. Uh, the predominant game that's played here uh, is called golf croquet. And it's, uh, it's one where people uh, compete with each other either uh, in doubles or in singles and chase four balls around around the uh, uh, the court and uh, the first one through a wicket uh, uh, scores that point and and uh, uh, you progress from there uh, and you play to uh, uh, to seven there's a another uh, variation of the game uh, which is a little bit more traditional uh, called American six wicket very strategic uh, game I think of it as um, as to golf croquet like chess is to checkers and um, and and this is you know a uh, a game that I'm really interested in in learning more about. That's what I went to the, uh, NCC to uh, uh, to to learn, and that's uh, one where you know I'll uh, look at YouTube videos of Sharif playing it, and <laughs> and and I'm just blown away by how uh, he uh, treats uh, both the strategy and the technique. Yes, uh, the game of golf croquet is very simple, very easy. You can learn it right. Right on the fly, uh, 15 minutes and you're going to be expert at it. Not really, <laughs> but uh, you can learn it right away and you can have a game uh, after 10, 15 minutes. American Rules is a more complicated game, it takes a learning curve and it takes a lot of time to understand the ins and outs. So we're sticking on with Golf Croquet, which is actually right now is uh, number one uh, around the world. I mean, the... If if it wasn't for golf croquet, uh, the croquet will die basically because uh, clubs are recruiting players and uh, it's very simple. Yeah. Well, it's interesting to me because when we started with our croquet lawn, right. we were one of the only, and now we play in this interclub with about seven other clubs and 
People are putting in croquet lawns. It's gotten to be a very popular sport, similar to what you said, Michael, about everybody playing in North Carolina. But people now are just enjoying the sport for the sport, yet we're the only one that has a head croquet professional. And certainly no one has the stature that Sharif has. We're very lucky. Oh, thanks, Paula. Yes, but the, the tendency now, as they see over here what's happening, the, I think they are talking to other uh, pros to come down and uh, to be involved in Naples area. Yes, we have about eight teams uh, or eight uh, country clubs that they have their own program and it's growing. So whoever have one court, now they build in the second. Uh, if they have half-size half court, they build in bigger and uh, it's just progressing in the, in the area. Yes, It's really nice to see. And, you know, I've talked to so many golf members and members that play tennis and members that play pickle. And it really seems to me that croquet doesn't play favorites to anybody. Nobody has a heads up or a leg up in learning this sport. It's everybody starts on equal ground. Absolutely. Yes. It's a brand new sport for us. And you come in uh, and you can improve dramatically. I mean, as soon as you step on the court, it's going to show if you have the talent or not, you know, but most likely it is very simple game that you can learn right on the fly. Yeah. It's also improved my putting. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. the biggest plug ever. I think Just we'll get, you know, a away. thousand golf members. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you, uh, anything else you all would like to add as we kind of begin to wind down this podcast? No, I'm uh, just very extremely happy to be back home. And thanks to you, Paula. Uh, and just looking forward to see more members taking advantage of uh, the great facility that we have. And just give it a try and uh, you'll like it. You know, one thing you mentioned, Sharif, and, and I thought it earlier and got sidelined is we are so fortunate that Rich Dell and his wife, Corky, got to meet you, Sharif, and certainly said your name for years before I think it was a team of folks helped get you here. But Rich is no longer with us, but we think of him as we go on to that croquet lawn and everybody still speaks of him. Anything you'd like to say about Rich and Corky? Uh, Rich is, was a great friend. And uh, actually... A couple of years ago, <clears throat> I saw him with the Bonita Bay logo and he told me, yes, we play in Bonita Bay and I just never heard of it before. That's my the only thing that I have really regret that I did not meet Ridge here on the croquet lawns. He went through a tough time and he's lost five, six months of his life. And I was really every single day we were in contact and I wanted to so bad. I wanted him to be with us. And he, even in the darkest hour, uh, he just taught me how, how you look at life. You know, he is never give up and he always looking for the bright side. And uh, it's just so sad to lose him, really. That's my only regret, not to be with Rich over here. Yes. But we feel very fortunate that Rich knew you and really helped get you here. So if it wasn't for Rich, I won't be here. Yes. 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 Thank you, Rich. So the only other thing I would uh, say in, in response to your, your question is that this is a game 
uh, as Sharif said, that you can pick up in uh, in 15 minutes and uh, start to enjoy it. Unlike almost any other sport here, um, you can uh, uh, really get into it, uh, enjoy it. And uh, I would you know, really recommend that uh, people come out on Sunday afternoon uh, before the uh, sip and swing for one of these uh, beginner clinics um, because uh, you'll learn a new game, you'll meet new friends, and uh, become part of uh, a great community. Absolutely. I guess that's a wrap, and we hope to see you on the croquet lawn. Thank you, Paula. Thank you. Thank you, Michael.